Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. One in four of us don't feel like a true growing up until we hit our late 20s. Hmm. I would think it's even into our 30s now. <laughs> 40s for some. Yeah, yeah. I'm still working on it. Uh, one sign you're a real adult is when you start enjoying the mundane things you thought you'd never like. And for example, cleaning is said to be for many people therapeutic. I, and I will admit, I like a clean house. I'm a little OCD with that. I right. like everything to be in its place. I can't stand little piles of clutter. That's more than a little OCD. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's really bad with the dishes. As I've explained, everything has to be lined up in a proper way. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I've listen. I've had to accept that the others around me are not as particular as I am. <laughs> so I live amongst the clutter, and it is not easy for me all the time. But uh, the most satisfying spot to clean is the living room, and then the kitchen. Okay. When people are cleaning their house. I um I I, I think I'm a guy in the sense that I like tasks that I can really see. Uh, what's been done. Mm. And vacuuming is one of those. Much like cutting the lawn. Yeah. All right? Where you see, you get good lines. Yeah. You're right. A, there's a completion to it. You know, you're, you're vacuuming it or you're mowing the lawn in certain directions so you get that grain going. You want that. Yeah. No, I totally 100% agree. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of satisfaction I feel. The joy. When you've finished cutting the grass and you've done the trimming and you've cleaned everything up and you stand there on your driveway or in front of your garage, cold beer in hand, right? looking at your work. Like, I'll, I'll vacuum sometimes, like especially the stairs, and you'll get like all the lines going perfectly, mm. and then someone just can walk right across yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not notice. How did you not notice that? Yeah. As much as I hate snow, it's the same thing. When you've had a big dumping and you finally have cleaned it all up and the the hills, your mounds of snow down your driveway are even and everything is clean and you got salt down and the sidewalks, you stand there in your living room window and you just look at it. Right. You look at how nice Well, that or, and the OCD part of that, I would imagine, is if uh, someone drives across your driveway when there's still snow on it. Yeah. And so you can never get those track that's lines true. out oh, yeah. properly. Yeah, that gets, that's when I'm just dumping buckets of salt. <laughs> just eating up my driveway. But uh, as we age and we start to become more of an adult doing things like cleaning, uh, we enjoy we enjoy shopping for go- uh, groceries. We enjoy balancing our budget and doing dishes. Laundry, vacuuming, as you just mentioned. Sanitizing our homes, picking up around the house, cooking for yourself, cooking for your family, yard work. Right. See, I I don't know if I enjoy doing it. I like cutting the grass, but I don't enjoy planting or like, I hate raking leaves. Right, yeah. I think I hate doing it all. (laughs) But I enjoy the the completion of some of the tasks. The end result, yeah. It, It can be frustrating because you realize it's never, ever, ever done. I mean, it's one thing to say be a handy person and and build a cabinet. Right. Put this uh, medicine cabinet in your bathroom. You've built it yourself. You hang it on the wall. That's a done task. You can look at and go, beautiful. But you just know that toilet's going to be have to be scrubbed again and again (laughs) and again and again. Sometimes right after you use it. Yeah, a lot of times. Where's the scrubber? Where's the plunger? (laughs) (laughs) I, I had to tell Maria. 
a while back, I said, because uh, we only had one plunger, and it was either in the upstairs bathroom or the downstairs, depending on where the damage had been done. <laughs> and I said, we need a second plunger because it's really embarrassing. Our house is wide open. So if you cause a problem and right. then you've got, like, company over, <laughs> you're sheepishly going through the house, just got to get the plunger. So I said, for everybody's well-being and uh, for everybody to not feel, especially if you're a house guest, right? asking for a plunger, that's not good. Uh, we enjoy planning our meals, paying our bills, scheduling appointments. None of that seems like fun at all. Hmm. The planning the meal is fine, but paying bills and scheduling appointments? Yeah, that doesn't seem like fun. No. Wait a minute. You have more than one plunger in your house? We got nine. <laughs> <laughs> we have plungers in rooms that don't need one. <laughs> Maybe you better check the pipes both internally <laughs> and in your home. Oh, I've had all the x-rays. <laughs> I've had the scans. Well, well, that seems yeah. like an issue. No, two, one plunger per bathroom. Really? Well, you've got six bathrooms in your house. You only have one plunger? Well, and, and I've you... done some damage yeah, in those you... bathrooms. But, yeah, I keep one in the garage. It's in the garage? Yeah. Who the hell keeps their plunger in the garage? <laughs> That's the strangest thing I've ever heard. Because <laughs> I, I rarely ever use it. But when you need I flush it... the toilet and it goes down. Well, well yes, of course, 99% of the time. Right. But you've got boy. Well, you're going to be br- listen. They're getting older. You're going to be bringing that. You'll be buying. You'll be getting plungers for Christmas soon enough. Because they're by the, when they get to be eighteen, nineteen, twenty, they're going to clog a toilet. They're going to clog a lot. So if you have a problem, you got to go run out in the garage and get the plunger. Yeah. You are a strange, strange I, man. I and. If it's been used more than uh, one, like five times, the, the half a dozen times, I'd be surprised. Yeah, but I think because your problem is you're always dropping your guts because you got the tummy problems. Right. You're not actually having nice, solid movements. <laughs> not clogging her up. You're having Niagara Falls. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a very important question Does farting burn calories? Wow. You'd be skinny as a rake. I was going to say, for me, obviously, no. You'd be, you'd be almost gone. Uh, there's a uh, health site that just did an article on it, and they're not the first. Women's health also. <clears throat> well, that's odd that women's health would do it because women don't fart. Anyhow, women's health also did a write-up a while back after someone posted a random fact on Facebook claiming that every fart burns an average of 67 calories. But sadly, that's not true. Aye. Yeah. <clears throat> but is there any truth at all? Does passing gas burn any calories? And the answer is, well, yes and no. When you let one rip, the muscles that make it happen are relaxing, not contracting. And activating your muscles is what burns calories. That said, if you have to strain to release that blast of gas, it might burn one calorie, maybe two. Yeah, that doesn't help. According to a weight loss specialist, doesn't matter how much gas you pass or how loud and explosive those biscuits are. <laughs> you cannot fart yourself thin. <laughs> it's not a practical weight loss stool. <laughs> it's not a practical weight loss stool. So I'm just cutting weight, baby. That's right. That's right. I <laughs> got to do it. I farted thirty times today. Look at me. I can go down a pant size. So no, I know you've been working on it. But it's 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 not your go-to. <laughs> the farting or the weight loss? No, the, 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 the farting. Right.
because uh, I feel very bad for your underwear. Mm. I feel very bad for your family. Right, yeah. <laughs> for your washing machine. Or, or the dog who gets blamed <laughs> for it now. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. I hope it's uh, streaming like when I get home at 9 a.m. this morning. Sebastian Maniscalco has got a new show on Max called Bookie. He plays a Los Angeles bookie who feels his business threatened by the potential legalization of gambling in California. It looks very good. The uh, trailer looks terrific. And on Netflix, here's something for you, Lucky. Obliterated, a special forces team is celebrating in Vegas after saving the city. Then they find out the bomb they deactivated was fake, and they will have to uh, get up in the morning to drunkenly find the new one. Wow. That's right up your alley. Okay. Yeah. It's like the the hangover with a purpose. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily all the comedy. Um, be good to be cast in a show like that, right? Hey, sweetie, I gotta I gotta go do some filming in Vegas for six months. <laughs> That's right. Let's, let's <laughs> Turns out they didn't pay me. No, <laughs> I lost it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is an odd little uh, Hollywood fact. Lenny Kravitz was once in a play, a High School Musical, with Nicolas Cage. Hmm. Okay. In Oklahoma, they didn't act together. Cage had a role in the play. Lenny was in the pit playing the drums. They also went to high school, Beverly Hills High, with uh, classmates Slash and Gina Gershon. No kidding. You know, it's so funny because when you think of Nicolas Cage, Lenny Kravitz, Slash, they seem to me to be all at different ages, but I guess they're probably all in their 60s. Yeah, take. they're all right there. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw something Nick Cage was going to do, or is in talks to do, National, was it National Treasure? Was that, is that I think movie? It was called that. National Treasure, third one now, hmm. with Keanu Reeves. And they had a beef years ago, apparently. Oh, did they? Yeah. Hmm. I watched a, a documentary on the Sunset Strip, and uh, they interviewed a lot of uh, very big names, and a lot of big names were, produced it. But it only seemed to show up on YouTube. Like, I never saw it get released anywhere. Anyhow, it seems like Keanu Reeves has led himself a life. He had, like, a permanent stay at that Chateau Maramont. Hotel, oh, really? Where the likes of John Belushi died. and Yeah. Yeah. It's, and, I mean, it's just got all this history. But he had, like, his own uh, parking reserve, parking spot for his motorcycle. and Yeah. Yeah. He, he said there was... Some, Johnny Depp spent a lot of time there? Yeah. And, well, and then he started the Viper Room, right, for a place to go hang out with right. all his friends. And then, of course, uh, River Phoenix died on the sidewalk out front of the Viper Room. Yeah, it's a really interesting documentary. And I didn't realize it. The Sunset Strip is only like a, like a mile and a bit. It's not a long, long, crazy okay. road in it. It's called the Strip, not because of the strippers, but because it separated Hollywood from Beverly Hills. Gotcha. Yeah. Or something like that. Uh, I don't think this is any shock to anybody. Taylor Swift tops the most streaming artist list on yeah. Spotify. Not a shock at all. No. Um, Weird Al had a, a great comment because I guess this time of year, anybody that has an account, you get something sent to you from Spotify called Wrapped. And basically it shows you, you know, your year in review, what you listen oh, to, really? what you listen to the most, this type of stuff. It's interesting. I, I, I just wonder like, from a Spotify standpoint, I, I guess it, it's good and people like seeing, you know, what what they've consumed. I would just imagine there's some who look at it and go, Boy, I'm, am I really getting what I need out of this subscription? <laughs> like, I'm barely listening to it. I think if I were to look up my wrapped account, it would be more embarrassing music I listen to than my, <laughs> my U-porn and the things I viewed. Anyhow, so he, uh, Weird Al Yankovic said, uh, yesterday, he wanted to thank his fans because he had had like 80 million 
listens. Wow. Globally, I guess, to his stuff in the last year, which seems like a big number. But then he says, and uh, thank you so much to Spotify for the $12 I made. <laughs> That'll buy me a nice sandwich. So I'm just shocked that it was $80 million, Or maybe it was. Maybe I read that wrong. We were like $8 million. I mean, who the hell was downloading Al, Weird Al Yankovic music? When you look at the streaming numbers, you, yeah. you realize that a lot of people are clamoring for a lot of stuff that we don't normally listen to. I drive my family insane with my playlist options because it's always directed at exactly what's going on. Gotcha. So, like, if we're cooking pasta, pasta playlist. <laughs> if I'm cutting the grass, lawn care playlist. Uh, Saturday Night Live announced the lineups for the last two episodes of the year. Adam Driver will host for the fourth time on December 9th. And Kate McKinnon returns on the 16th for the final episode Ooh, of the year. That's big. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a good one to see. And this will be for Adam Driver the fourth time. He'd have to go back for a fifth so he can get his fifth jacket. Right. You know, and they'll bring back like the likes of Tom, the fifth jacket club and all the people who have hosted five or more times. Uh, there was someone, uh, uh, a woman who was going to be doing that. Is it this weekend or last weekend that they uh, they had? Oh, it's Emma Stone. Oh, is she getting? She was. Uh, she was going to be hosting for the fifth time. Oh, I think. Then she'll get her. Coat. Maybe it's this weekend. Yeah, perhaps. So that'll be good. Kate McKinnon returning. She's such a breakout star from SNL, and uh, still looking for the new one. That's Sarah. What's her name? Anyhow, she short dark hair. She's. She seems to have that Kate McKinnon. Oh in yeah, her. really good. She's yeah. really funny. I yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah, she might be. She might be the next one to uh, to be the uh, the big star of that show. So that'll be Kate McKinnon on the 16th, hosting SNL. Kraft macaroni and cheese. You know, when you buy it, you uh, you know what you're getting. You're getting macaroni. Maybe not that much cheese. Right. But it is one of the cheapest, easiest. At least nutritious meals of the week. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call it macaroni. You get noodles and powder. That's is what it. You get. Well, their craft uh, is uh, changing things up. They're nixing the cheese. What? But it's not just going to be boxes and noodles. It's called Kraft Not Mac and Cheese, and it features a dairy-free alternative to its usual powdered cheese. Yes, powdered cheese has dairy, supposedly. Okay. It's showing up in grocery stores soon. Come in a couple of varieties. Original and white cheddar with shells. This is the first time Kraft has offered a vegan plant-based option. All right. The vegan cheese sauce is made with fava bean protein and coconut oil powder, which Kraft says has a similar taste, look, and feel to the dairy-based mac and cheese. In other words, (laughs) it's better than it sounds, I guess. Can you have your fava bean mac and cheese with a a little Chianti? Yes. First in line, of course, will be... (laughs) Edible lector. He'll be right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Any time I read anything about Kraft macaroni and cheese, I always think to myself, "I, you know what? I want a box. All right. I, and then I shake my head and say, don't do that to yourself because you'll just much like masturbation. It'll be over quick and you'll, <laughs> you'll feel guilt and shame. So I... <laughs> Are your hands still left sticky and orange? Yeah, That's pretty weird. much. Yeah, <laughs> my doctor says it's fine. Yeah, and you're sitting there at the counter, one o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday, eating it right out of the pot. Right. And you're a father and a husband and a man about the town. It's a, it's a problem. Speaking of doctors, some doctors had to save a guy's life. In a really very rare situation, 
a, a man in Vietnam showed up at a hospital on Saturday and said he'd been having terrible headaches for months. So they did a CT scan and saw a massive amount of swelling in his brain. The interesting part is what caused it. He had somehow gone five months without realizing he had two chopsticks jammed up his nose. Wow, up mm. his nose. Up his nose. They weren't full chopsticks, but they weren't small either. One piece looks like it's about three inches long. The other one's about five inches. How the hell do you not know that? Uh, how did they get up there? Well, he says he had no idea at first, but he remembered he had been in a fight five months ago while he was out drinking. He doesn't remember how much. <laughs> he doesn't remember much from it. But think someone must have stabbed him in the face with the chopsticks. <laughs> Directly up his nose? I guess Both so. Both of them? He says he went to the hospital back then, but the doctor didn't notice anything wrong with his nose. <laughs> There's a lawsuit. Yeah. He had surgery over the weekend to remove both chopsticks. And he's fine now. So. <laughs> yeah, getting hammered... Uh, and. Be, be, uh, Getting hammered never leads to anything good. Right. You know, you never wake up and, and realize you wrote the greatest novel or you solve cancer. Right. You're always waking up with chopsticks up your nose. <laughs> Stranger dead in your bed. I mean, it's just, it's never good. There's a book that's been published called End Game Inside the Royal Family, The Monarchy's Fight for Survival. Now, this is, I guess, the second edition of the book, because uh, in the first one, there was the talk of how Meghan Markle was so upset when she found out that the members of the royal family were concerned about the skin color of her then unborn child. But, of course, in the first edition of the book, they did not name names because of uh, libel laws. But I guess the book has been translated into Dutch and released, and they must have based it on another edition or an earlier one. Because in the Dutch version, they do reveal the names. One of them not so surprising Supposedly, King Charles had some issues with it. Right. I could see him being, you know, an old stodgy white fart. Absolutely. Yeah. But Born and raised into that yeah. aristocracy. But the other one is really shocking. Kate Middleton. Ooh. Because she's young. She's a woman. She was married into the family, so she wasn't raised by it, although I think she came from her own wealth. Yes. But... For a young person living in England, they would, I think, would occasionally look out the windows of their limousines and horse-drawn carriages and Buckingham Palace and go, hey, look, there's a lot of different cultures living here now. You would expect her to be more woke. Yeah. If that were the case. Um, yeah, I would have, I would have imagined Camilla or right. Right. one of the old, you know, Margaret or what the, Anne, one of the, uh, Princess Anne. Yeah, they were the older sisters kind yeah. of thing. Yep. Any of that, yeah, generation. But even then, like, what, she, I mean, she, yes, she, her dad was black, or her mom was, are they, were they both black? No, I no. One was mom, white. Yeah. I think the mom is white, the father was black. You can see the opposite, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, she's mixed, you know, the, the baby was going to be of mixed color. So we're talking a pretty washed down kid. Right, yeah. Not like he's going to come out looking like, you know, Muhammad yeah, Ali. But, yeah, but that's just the the entitlement. Yeah. And again, when you're raised behind those walls. Right. Like, I find it interesting sometimes, like, all of, you know, when you look back to the Queen's funeral, and they show you in behind the walls of, like, Windsor Castle, mm. and you see how much land 
there is when you look at the, the you know the lawns that they they spread out on and you know the walk down to their own chapel and you think oh my goodness yeah it's got to be so incredibly frustrating <laughs> they must have sometimes go we, we might not need maybe better off not showing all of this off yeah well i i think the crown has really opened up a, a, a lot of eyes to the uh, the wealth and the insanity of what the royal family has been entitled to since forever and as much as Elizabeth, you know, as much as she was beloved and certainly she stepped up for her country during war, World War II, and it's just, with her passing, it just seems even more so like it's just completely ridiculous. Mm. You see Charles up there with all the, the crown and all the jewels. He looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> It'll be on our coins soon enough. God, it looks like his head and neck aren't strong enough to hold up that crown. Right. Yeah. Well, it's hard to. I'm sure it's heavy. And and then, you know, okay, maybe, maybe down the road, he, you know, if he passes uh, sooner than later, you know, maybe with his son stepping up, maybe bringing that royal younger blood into the fold might do stuff. But I still really don't know. Outside of some charity work that they, they seem to get involved in. What do they actually do? Right. Uh, nothing, really. Uh, well, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance that goes along with it. Still, you know, the, formerly the head of government in Britain, too, right? Right. right. Uh, where they read the throne speech and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, a lot of it is, is you know, just uh, keeping up with old traditions. Right. Not necessarily of necessity. No. But, you know, that being said, we don't live there. We don't have that connection to it, no, you know, and and while we think the sentiment is many have given up on it, there are still many diehard Britons who say this is you know, God save the king is their anthem. Yeah, and, and it's not uh, it's generational. I mean, there's there's young who still young people who still very much believe in it. So it's not just like the grandparents. But anyhow, I would assume with this book being released, if this is the case, there won't be a. Many Megan and Kate lunches. <laughs> Katie, come on over and sit by the pool with me this weekend. Rock mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.